Welcome back to Local Politics Matters. This is the Manifesto Review, part two. Enjoy. So, at benefits. And, yeah, yeah, so, um, university, uh, u- sorry, universal credit. Yeah. Uh, the rollout has been pretty botched. Uh, I think a lot of Conservatives would admit that it's not been the best rollout. I actually, as an idea, I think it's a good idea, having one benefit system, if you like, for, or one welfare system, that is all-encompassing. Yeah. Um, but they probably didn't take in how complex an idea it is mm-hmm. and probably force it through quicker than it is. Yes. And it's had some problems with the amount of times re- d- disabled people have to be reassessed. Mm-hmm. So the Conservatives are looking at keeping universal credit. Obviously, mm-hmm. they've come up with it and they're ploughing through. Yeah. Um, but they're looking at cha- reducing the reassessments for disabled people mm-hmm. uh, by the end of 2020. Yeah. Um, and they're conti- to try and reduce poverty and child poverty. Um, there's looking at some tax changes mm-hmm. through ben- uh, universal credit, but there's zero detail on that. Okay. Um, right. But they're looking. But they are also looking at uh, raising it by 1.7 percent in April. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might see it as bad news that they continue to roll it out. Mm-hmm. Some good news that it's going up. Um, and some good news that hopefully disabled people won't have to be re-interviewed time and time again to prove that they are disabled. Right, okay. Um, but it's a controversial one, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, whether you agree with universal credit or not, as long as they're, you know, agreeing to modify it to see how it can be improved, I think that's a good thing, you know. So um, I think that, you know, whatever we can to make sure that, you know, the people, you know, who you know, need to be on welfare and benefits you know can receive that and I think that's fair what what I will add a note on is that um, uh, my wife's a careers advisor for adults and um, they they did this change when they brought in universal credit where people went from receiving their money every fortnight to every month and um, she said that that was quite a big shift for people to get their head back however I would hope that um, you know I I very much believe as a conservative that you know that those who um, who are on, you know, benefits, you know, are on benefits for a certain reason and they can't get out of their situation. Yeah. However, if, you know, for those who can get out of their situation, then something like a monthly payment would hopefully encourage them to gradually budget yes. that money throughout that time. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, the system is for the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that yet it's been really overcomplex. Mm-hmm. So Lib Dems want to keep it. Um, but they want to scrap the five weeks you have to wait. So if you're a new applicant to Universal Credit, you go five weeks without money. Okay. Which has seen a lot of people then fall behind on rent. Um, I guess that's stopping people from taking the mickey. Is that kind of why they brought that in in the first place? Uh, to be honest, I'm not too sure mm-hmm. uh, why, it's come, why it came in. Um, but it puts a lot of people in a lot of tricky situations. I know they've tried to rectify it in some places mm-hmm. with immediate upfront payments, which they'll take back if you get it taken away from if you you know if you're not eligible, right. um, which is probably not a bad the bad way of doing it. But yeah. you know, um, but they're also looking at uh, the gems to scrap the sanctions on it and uh, spend five billion pounds on improving the system. Mm-hmm. Um, where Labour look to want to scrap universal credit, but at my glance, uh, Labour fans, I didn't see what they would look to replace it with. Mm. Um, well, obviously, they'd have to replace it with something, uh, but what that is remains to be seen. Interesting. Um, so tax, so welfare into tax. 
Like income tax? Uh, tax in general I will cover, but okay. I won't go too detailed because it's not the most riveting for people if you get into business taxes. Oh, it's one of my favourite topics. Oh, well, I'll, let you, I'll let you go to town. <laughs> so the Conservatives are saying no income tax, VAT or national insurance rises. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially they're looking at 1% extra borrowing um, to fund their spending. Yeah. Um, so to be fair, it, it's not any massive change. Mm-hmm. It's not really reversing austerity as they said before they mm-hmm. called the election. But it is a bit more spending mm-hmm. and just a little bit more borrowing under new borrowing yeah. rules. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a lot of spending and borrowing for a Conservative government. It's probably like the most they've kind of ever pledged to borrow or spend in a very long time, isn't it? Because normally they... Yeah, you're probably, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're probably quite right. Yeah. Um, it's whether it's enough that remains is up for you listeners to decide. Yeah. Um, where Labour are looking at if you're on 80 grand a year, paying about uh, a tenner extra a month in tax. Um, I'm not on 80 grand a year, so it's very easy for me to say that it doesn't sound like a month, it sound like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I think if it goes some way towards helping uh, some uh, radical changes, I'd be for it. If I was on 80 grand, mm-hmm. I might have a different view. But it's a tricky thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a tricky thing. Um, and then an up uh, increase in corporation tax as well, mm-hmm. which I think, uh, ironically, we're in a place that doesn't really do very well on its corporate tax receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it has multiple chains, it, I think, remains uh, at a loss somehow. Is that because some companies aren't paying their taxes? Yes. So the place like we're in at the moment is uh, very clever at showing where they make a loss yes yeah and not paying so labor looking at clamping down on that which i think is fair enough yes and and that's something i do really agree on with labor on i i, I think that whatever those taxes are and personally i am a low tax guy yeah. across the board um whatever those taxes are you should be paying your taxes 100 percent so paying I'm, your taxes i completely agree with you on that yeah um and whilst i am a, a labor leaning uh Person. Communist. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I... Oh, come on, you're a communist, I'm a fascist. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> good night. Those are the stereotypes. Good night, good night everybody. people. Here we are breaking down stereotypes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, their corporation tax, so it's currently 19%. They're looking at moving it to 21%. Right. Um, okay. Which, fair enough, it's not massive. Mm-hmm. Um, the bit that gets me a little bit is raising it to 26% in 2023. Mm. Uh, I would need to see greater proposal on that. I would worry that some people will leave the country. That's the thing. Um, yeah. But then it's the balance, and I don't know the science to this at all, but it's the balance of whether you'll rather have fewer companies paying tax and the tax receipts being right, or have more, ta- more companies not paying or tax avoiding or leaving I don't know on that, mm. but I, w- I would agree with you, and I agree that it needs to be tightened. Whatever the number, whatever the right number of uh, yes. percent of taxes you're here in this country, you should be paying it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it doesn't. When it comes to corporation tax, you know there are some companies that are going to be here no matter what those taxes are. Like you know McDonald's is always going to be here doesn't matter what those, yeah, exactly. what, what, what yeah, those yeah. taxes are. Where the difference, I guess, between the you know the sort of the conservative and Labour side is, I guess, kind of the moral implications of whether you should be taking that kind of money or whether you shouldn't be. So, yeah. but but either way, yes, definitely, companies should be paying their tax when they're here. Absolutely. Um, and then one that I don't know too much about is there's an entrepreneurial tax relief if you sell your business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you get 10% tax relief. Uh, I think Labour are looking at uh, removing that. Um, right, which okay. I feel knee-jerk reaction, I'm probably not for it because I wouldn't want to stifle creativity. Um, but again, it's something I'm not too close to and it doesn't affect me because I can't think of any creative ideas. But, uh, other than this podcast. Other, other than this yeah. podcast, exactly. <laughs> but I would like to think that some, there needs to be idea, there needs to be some form of incentive for people to set up their own businesses and yeah. take a risk because it is risk. So that, that's interesting that you mention that as someone who leans slightly more to Labour than, than, than anywhere else because that's, that's something I never hear anyone from Labour talking about because they, they talk so much about you know high taxes and you know and all these kind of things and stuff like that and, and from a conservative point of view you know what we say is like well what's the incentive for someone who wants to start up their businesses and to move up if you have taxes so high yeah. if you punish people who get to the top that kind of thing so yeah. and I think that's the that's where the line is you know with, with that kind of thing I think that's probably why you know lucky self I'm not really for that policy because I don't you know we need some kind of incentive for people to come up with creative ideas and have a, a stabilising economy. Look at the fintech companies, so it's something I'm you know, fairly close to. Mm-hmm. Look at the fintech companies that have popped up, especially around here in, the, in Bournemouth. Yeah. The incentives needed to generate that extra employment yeah. and to move us into 21st century businesses as well. So we're not bricks and mortar, we're ideas and thought Yeah, It's that's something right. that's really important. Um, yeah. But there is a big difference between company like we're enjoying our coffees in now yes. versus me and you coming up with a fintech idea mm-hmm. um, around taxing it as a big difference. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, nearly there. Yeah. Tuition. School and schooling in oh, yes. general. Education, um, I guess. Education, like education, yeah. education. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tory party looking at uh, freezing tuition fees at 9.2k a year or whatever it is at the moment. Um, I couldn't find too much else in their manifesto, but I believe there might be some cuts to uh, schooling. So, actually, so the Conservatives want to keep it at the tuition fees at the same kind of level. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's quite expensive. It's very expensive. I was I was in that last year that paid what the the three grand a year before it went up to nine grand or something like that. So I was very very fortunate. Um, but oh gosh, I mean that is just absolutely crazy money. And we were I, talking off air, I think, about oh, it was on air, I can't remember now, but about paying it back. Mm. It just doesn't get paid back, really. Well, it's which, just yeah, it's just silly, isn't it? Really? Which doesn't mean it should necessarily be free. No, but I don't. That think money it, never gets paid back. That's right. So yeah. what's the point? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it should be free, but I don't. Um, I, I don't agree that it should be as expensive as it is because um, you know universities are very very um, you know good place for basically you know good for people yeah, to good learn independence yeah. um, to gain experience um, and you know but I, I don't think it should be as expensive as it I think there are some courses out there that you know take the piss frankly like uh, I mean I've got a film degree personally I mean that's just, that's just <laughs> one from example that's just one of them I mean like I'm not saying abolish film degrees no, I love film but um, Let's just say that I don't agree that all degrees are equal. I no, think I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, and also, I didn't see it in the manifestos. And again, if you find them in there and you know it's in there, please shout. Mm. Um, but I'd like to see more done on non-traditional education as well. University is not for everybody. Yes. Um, and neither should it be. Degree apprenticeships is something that my wife is massively passionate for. So she advocates that as a career advisor. Yeah. So she goes into loads of schools and, um, and she believes that um, degree apprenticeships are better for a lot of people than actually going to university because what we know what they do is that they actually get to work 
and steady and the workplace pays for them to actually have a degree by the end of it but they're working so they're learning yes. the trade I like and I think something like that depending on what it is you know, because some people you know if you're going to be a doctor you need to be you need to get, yeah. exactly so it just depends on you know, it what be, it is yeah. it should be a choice and I feel it's a shame that people are put off by the cost of the university yes um, yeah. damn you Lib Dems yeah. I, know, I know it was the Tories as well the, yeah. <laughs> it was the Lib Dems as well so um so the Lib Dems uh, want to get 20,000 20, new teachers in. Uh, that is a new new number, not made of retaining teachers. Yes. Like, uh, 20,000 new teachers. Yes, yeah. Um, and just invest in schools in general. I couldn't find the figures, I'm afraid. But I think under Tories, schools are probably, school budgets have probably been uh, squeezed under austerity. Yes. And I know that's not purely this government, but... I don't see anything looking at reversing particularly. Well, I think that's a shame because I would like to see that reverse. I'm, I'm as much, you know, I, my, you know, my wife's really passionate about education. You know, it's important that you know that our kids growing up, you know, are able to have a really good education. And I, I, I know that some of our education is going to be better than others. You know, we have private schools and you know, and, and public schools. I don't have a problem with private schools at all. But I think that when you know, for public schools, you know, which someone like myself went to, I think that you know, that I, I agree with you know, Labour said something about capping the classroom sizes to 30 yeah. or something um, I completely agree yeah. with something like that I think the ones you get beyond that it's just it's just like crazy basically yeah. so, so I've always yeah. been in a classroom of 30 mm -hmm. from being uh, I started in London and then moved to Hampshire it was always been about 30 yeah. and I spoke speak to my wife on this and she had such small classes mm. um, was she private school? no not right. at all she, I think she's just in the sticks Oh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> so how far smaller classes, when you see nephews do um, in their school. I'm so envious of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because you teachers, get so much to more teacher time. Yeah, don't teachers you? being able to remember your name yeah. is, I mean, it sounds small, yeah. but actually, makes, I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. And it just goes to show, yeah, you can actually get, if you're someone like me who wasn't top of the class, wasn't bottom of the class, you can just coast through mm. when you're in a class of 30. Yes, you get unnoticed. And all, yeah, almost have no teaching time. Yes. Which actually, I, if I was pushed more, and I wasn't saying sort of if I was pushed more, you know, I could have achieved more. Uh, and if I had the motivation, which I probably would have if I knew I couldn't coast as easy as I did. Um, Labour are looking at scrapping tuition fees and restoring maintenance grants for nurses. Uh, we touched on nurses earlier. I mean, that's one way of trying to get more nurses through. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, that, isn't that similar to what the Tories just pledged? So, like, um, just kind of encouraging more nurses to, to come through? Yeah, I don't think, yeah, it's probably not, ultimately, it's probably not massively dissimilar. Yeah. Uh, it might be just a different way around it. I don't think they were pledging, um, I think they were pledging maintenance grants, but not uh, free tuition for nurses. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think I would go as far as the, as the free tuition, but I agree with the incentive that the Conservatives are putting through for more nurses, definitely. And um, they're all, Labour looking at abolishing charity uh, status for private schools. So someone that went to private school. So in conference, and this has got the front pages, but fake news, I suppose. Well, to an extent. In conference, they, was, they discussed scrapping private schools. Mm -hmm. That's one very radical part of what some Labour voters believe in. However, what's made the manifesto is removing charity status okay. from private school. Yes. Uh, Discussing. <laughs> well, I don't know what your thoughts well, are. Well, I mean, so when you have a charity status, you can um, you can gain a certain tax. Um, you can get some some tax from the government when people pay towards it, I believe, because yeah. my, my that, church does Should that, that be 
partner, if you're sending your kids to private school, should you be the one that's forking the cost completely and should the government, should you benefit from the government or from anyone from well, uh, I mean, I, I private think school? I'm not entirely sure about the charity status. Sure. There, there may be reason why that's in place. Um, that that might be wrong. I, I'm not sure about the status. I don't. I don't have a problem with private schools at all. So yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, maybe that was fake news because I generally thought that they were trying to abolish private private schools entirely or, or bring them all into public ownership. Um, because I'm personally not for that. I think that if you can afford it and you're blessed to be with that amount of money and send your kids to private school, I think that yeah, my only, they should be able to do that. My only problem with it is, from personal speaking, mm-hmm. it can continues to create a bit of a have-not, have-have-nots in the, the majority of... You get a better education, sure. Mm-hmm. Now, in an idea world, I'd love to see that better education split across everybody and everyone have access to it. Yeah. Um, I just struggle a little bit knowing that you could live next door to someone that can afford better education than you and therefore gets it. Do you know what I mean? Like morally, I find it. A I, I know what you mean, but I guess it. You know, some people just have more more money than others, and I guess that's the kind of the hierarchy we live in. I, you know, it's. I know people have you know different opinions on that. I guess I. I try not to think too much about what the person next door to me is doing. I, I guess if they can afford to send their kids to private school, that's up to them. I, I, I agree with making education better for those in public schools, and that should be the priority. I just believe in in building up from the bottom rather than punching down from the top, if that, if that one makes sense. Sure thing. Yeah. Um, transport. So just a little bit on transport. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lib Dems looking at freezing train fares, so keeping train fares the same price, um, which is about one and a half billion over a five year. As much gap. as train prices do hack me off because they were, they were so much cheaper when I was travelling everywhere and now I don't even want to get the train anywhere because yeah. it is ridiculous. I don't I don't think I probably agree with See, again I, private businesses. I, I find that so interesting because mm. that means basically you don't have a choice yet, train really. Or you, maybe you have a choice, but if you're saying it's too, or it's, it's too expensive, yeah. maybe there's a lot of people that don't have the choice to get a train. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to the climate emergency that we say we have, yes. it's very efficient climate-wise. If you yes. have a packed train, than it is if you have loads of empty or one-person cars down yes. the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think. There's a lot of money made from private trade companies. And we'll talk about this when we get on to Labour's renationalisation. Yes. Um, but something needs to be done on train fares, I think. Yeah, they are private companies though, aren't they? Yeah, which means, but unfortunately they're private companies without an alternative. If you want a taxi, mm. you can get an Uber. You can I get, know, there's uh, just one train track. There's not, you know, you've five got different companies going along. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know what you mean. It, it go, sort of goes against my principle against private companies. I, I, you know, if they were already under national ownership, I wouldn't have a problem. Set sure. the price is what you want. I, I think the fact that, that because they're they're private, if they were if they were just nationalised, then then that's fine. But I so, think because they're because they're not. Um, so they want to um, complete HS2, and they want to spend 15 billion a year on enhancements to rail infrastructure over the five years. Yeah, I think. I think, our, I think everyone probably thinks our rail infrastructure needs improvements and there's right. places that, unless you disagree, I think there's places that need to get hooked onto the network that currently are. Yeah. Well, isn't that what Boris was talking about, about that really fast line? Yeah, so, so yeah, he so, wants it. Yeah, yeah, HS2. So Conservatives, well, he wants to build Manchester to Leeds line as well. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, you know... Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a good idea, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not planned to finish until 2040. 
uh, so like another 20 years to build that line uh, which <laughs> uh, but also the Conservatives want to well HS2 interestingly considering it's their baby uh, they have written in their manifesto that they're not going to make a decision until after the election on whether to keep it or scrap it Right, so that's a little bit fenced city. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, if only you could do that for everything, every controversial topic, we'll make that decision once yeah. you vote for us. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Um, yeah. But they want to spend two billion on potholes. I assume that's just Bournemouth. Oh, I did hear about that. I assume yeah. that two billion would just fix Bournemouth's potholes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, and they want to spend twenty nine billion just for road infrastructure in right. general. Okay. Um, Labour free bus travel for the under twenty fives. Yeah, I'm not for that. Right. Oh, okay. No. So, um, would rather, and I'm saying this tongue in cheek, would rather everyone continue to pollute through cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that I, would I be don't. Money. Okay. That would be money into pocket. It's not going to cost the bus service anything, particularly. It would cost the government something. Yeah. But the bus, I suppose, buses will be getting extra cash in their pockets, mm-hmm. uh, and it means it's greener, I suppose, and. It means people can actually just ah. use them. Is it greener? Because buses still, you know, pollute our atmosphere. They do, but if you took a packed bus, oh, in terms of people versus yeah. the people in cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just all that generic output. Yes. Obviously, yeah. I'd want personally, I'd want buses to be electric and better yeah. run. But if we just took the current fleet of buses we've got, I'd rather see a full bus, I suppose, of people than mm. uh, people on cars, reduce traffic and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what I think about that. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm for it. I don't, I don't agree with handouts, <laughs> mostly as a moral principle, personally. But yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Really. Um, driverless, driver-only trains to be stopped is what Labour's saying. So, I don't know if you noticed, but there's been some picketing at Bournemouth train station mm-hmm. uh, where guards are being scrapped. Right. Um, because it's too expensive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of people are saying, well, safety, uh, type of guard on train, um, helpful if you want to know where you're going, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Uh, Labour are looking to stop the move to driver-only trains. Um, um, again, it's the private business conversation. Yeah, so this is the difficulty on trains. Mm. So they're privately run, but they're very, there's a lot of public investment mm. in trains. Um, we'll talk about a bit of national on renationalisation when we get to there in a bit. Yeah. But the government pays so much to train companies. So, you know, the government has to pay for all railroad uh, fixtures. Mm-hmm. So all train lines are maintained from the government. It's because the government own the land, but the private business will own the actual probably the what, rails. What own yeah. the, no, will own the train. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the government end up paying for... So if you own a, uh, a train, mm-hmm. say so you're... Like Virgin have just gone to someone else. I think the government pays to train change all the branding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the government pay a lot for trains, and I think there is a real argument about trains being renationalised over various other services. Mm-hmm. But I think it generally makes a lot of sense just because the government pay so much on it. I'll do something on this on another time. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah. And you'd have to come back to me, but there's a lot of money being pumped into. Uh, it for then train drive, uh, for train companies just to whack out train on and mm. take a load of money. Yeah. But um, also they're looking at spending a 250 billion gr- um, green transformation. So I'm assuming, well, lack of 
I don't know too much detail, but that probably is electric buses, right, and things like that. Yeah, over the course of a parliament. Uh, and finish HS2, so they can move to that. And then extending it into Scotland as well, so you can get into Scotland All right. quicker. Which, that's way inclined, why not, I suppose. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> nice to see more of the country. Exactly that. Right, now, I've, our last few policies I've put under random. Yeah. Uh, in that, then, I'm sure they're not random, but they don't correlate. Not everyone's talking about them. Mm. Okay. Um, so the other ones, they were more, it was easier to weigh up against what Lib Dems, Conservatives, Labour, Think on X, Y, and Z. Mm. These are just a bit out there okay. on their own. Um, so Conservatives want to launch a democracy commission. Uh, quell my chuckling. Um, which will look at the power between judges, parliament, and the executive. Stuff like that. Uh, obviously, I suppose the commission will then make the recommendations and look at where it goes. Mm-hmm. I, as a concept, agree with it. Mm-hmm. I think they might be looking at the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, and I, I find the irony quite strong mm-hmm. on um, not wanting to release the Russia report before a general oh, election, yes. yeah. and then saying, "Don't worry, we're we're going to do our democracy commission." Mm-hmm. I would worry that they would. You know, the judiciary is the end, the highest power in our country. I would worry that they would look to uh, try and realign it for politicians. Because regardless of what party you support, uh, a majority government or a minority government, whatever, should always be accountable to the law, uh, to the judges of the country, I would yes. say, and the law of the country. Yes, that's right. Um, so I like it in principle. I'm worried about where it might go with the current government. Mm how they might look to change things. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess it's kind of the, 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 the cynicism, isn't it, of uh, government at the moment and, and how it can implement that. And the other side is often cynical of, of you know, the, the current government. Yeah, you know, exactly so, that. Yeah. I would, that's one I would like to see actually be cross-party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's planned to be, but I, if that was a cross-party commission, mm-hmm. I'd have a lot more faith in that being more driven for the right purpose yeah well it's, it's like um, it's like the constitution of the United States it's like you know it was it was done by select you know amount of people but if, if we if they suddenly introduce one now to the United Kingdom it would have to be a cross party all of them agreeing on these amendments yeah and then you could have some kind of consensus when it's just the one party it will always be skewed from the perspective of the people within that party yeah so I can understand the cynicism of I, so I, I completely understand where you're coming from if you agree with the principle but you're cynical potentially or questioning you know how, how that can be Im- implemented by the party so I think that's very fair um, Labour have a minimum wage pledge so it's currently £8.21 if you're over a certain age yes sorry that certain age passed me many years ago so I can't remember what it is yes uh, moving up to a tenner yeah um, so the Tories are planning on moving the living wage up to £10.30 over six years. Yeah. Um, Labour are doing something similar but want to get all 16-year-olds plus that are working £10 an hour. The living wage for me is a good idea, but it's pointless if people don't implement it. I don't see the point of having a recommended living wage and a legal minimum wage. Mm. Um, for me, if it costs... I don't know what it costs, but if it costs ten pounds an hour to live, mm-hmm. then I don't. And I know it's private business, mm-hmm. 
but it should be, well, I'm afraid it costs £10 an hour to live at the moment, so people should pay £10 an hour. Mm -hmm. If one day cost of living went down for whatever reason, some of the manifesto pledges might bring cost of living down. Mm -hmm. If you then said to a big business, well, actually, it now costs £9.50 an hour to live, you can start paying people £9.50 an hour. Again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that's not it. That's, you've got a living wage at £10 and a minimal wage of one, uh, £8.21. Labour want to bridge that gap. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not for that, personally. I, I'm not as radical as, like, there are some Republicans in the United States that believe the minimum wage should be zero. And I'm not, um, and that's quite common within Republican sectors of the United States. So I'm not that far, but I don't, I, I don't think that it should be should be increased, especially for those who are 16 years old. I just don't. I, I, I now, think it falls under entitlement. This could probably be another podcast in itself. Mm. But how do we then, unless the government are plugging the gap, mm. how do we expect people to live? Well, when you're 16 years old, most people live with their parents. Which is a great assumption, right? So I moved out when I was 17. Yeah. So, okay, one year older than the 16. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't get any particular. I got a bit from my mum and dad. Yeah. Only a bit. Uh, I got a little bit from the government, but mainly it was just working, and I'm not trying to cry me a river here or no, whilst no, 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 no. I live. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of people, and I go 16, plus you might argue of the age, but there's a lot of people. And the government always likes to say employment records are at an all-time high. Good. But in-job poverty is at an all-time high. And I just don't see... It's got to pay to work, right? Uh, and I just don't think that if you're being paid below what it costs to live, what's the point of working? I guess because of the fulfilment you get from, from working from, in itself. Yeah, but from working, coming home, being absolutely knackered, and then not being able to feed your children, or not being able to turn your heating on, uh, which was a dot com dispatches this week. Family working, I think, uh, go to bed in their clothes because they can't afford to turn the heat on, but yet they're in work. What's the, what's the point? It feels almost futile, right? Um, I know I said it could be another podcast or something. No, 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 I, I think, think that's, there needs to be... that's fine. I, wouldn't, I just wouldn't impose that on private businesses to do that. In the end, if you raised up to £10, businesses would, would make those people work less hours, is what they would do. See, I think, and I've got this, is, I'm quite radical on this again. If you run a business and you can't afford to pay people a living wage, I don't think you should be in business. Right. Uh, that, again, is another view and another topic, another time. No, 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 yeah. But that's how I really feel it. I think you should have a, a person who's got a duty to ensure your staff don't staff or can turn the heating on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, one interesting one is around maternity leave that yeah. we kind of touched on. Um, looking at increasing it. Uh, I'm not sure there's a guaranteed uh, reach that you want to do it on. Probably right. 9 to 12, I think I read. Yeah. Um, but a bereavement pay is an interesting one as well. Doing a guaranteed bereavement pay. Um, so I can have time off work if a, if a close family member dies. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very stressful and it'll be a very sad time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The government, I think they're looking at exploring, like maternity leave, if you can have an X amount of time off mm -hmm. covered. Like that. I think emotionally it probably plays well. Again, I get the boot should business look after it. But I think if you treat the staff well, mm -hmm. there's probably a policy that I would find a lot of big business probably already does. Yes, in so this I, country. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I presume that's one that Labour are pushing. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, sorry. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's just something that has to be negotiated between the business that you're working for and, and yourself. Um, I mean, like, uh, 
I know it doesn't work for every case, you know, and some, you know, there are people who are dispossessed from this, but we know whenever you sign up to contract and work for a company, then be very, very clear on what those rules are. And if some of them, you know, and, you know, the thing is, if I was running a private business, I would give my staff that, that pay. Unfortunately, there's not everyone that's like us, are there? Like, no. And I think the bigger the business is, the more you can do it. So the place that I work, yeah. you get time. Yeah. And, just keep that with your line manager and then it goes to the picture if it needs to but whatever that time is can get extended as per necessary up to a point and then you'd be unpaid yeah but small businesses yeah sure they can't but then if that was a government thing that said and i'm making this up x amount of weeks government subsidized not full pay but maybe like a certain thing maybe that's something but i think that needs to be explored yeah. at the very least yeah 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 um We've gone on for quite a long time, and I don't, I'm very keen on not editing too much of this out. No, no, no. That's, it's that's, been really that's, interesting. That's fine. Yeah, we've gone, we've gone through pretty much all of it. Yeah, we, so, so I've just got two things. We touched on nationalisation. I think it's yes. obvious where you stand. I could be wrong. I, I, uh, I think you're probably right. Nationalisation of uh, the big six energy firms, um, national grid, water, Royal Mail, uh, railways, and BT Broadband very quickly thoughts on any of those if you've got any uh, I think what you said about trains was very interesting I, I think that this is why this kind of conversation is interesting because I'm not I wouldn't say that I'm super hard-lined on, on most issues really yeah. and I think that we're both very very keen on just soaking up information so what you've said about trains has made me think I'm not I'm not sure what I think about that I, I'm not for the rest of them especially not broadband I think that's a dreadful idea see I really like the broadband idea. okay no tell me about and I'll tell, the reason why okay so it's only so it's BT broadband, right? Mm -hmm. So the arm of that. So if you want uh, Virgin broadband and you want your two hundred meg, mm -hmm. uh, you go you go pay for that. Yeah. But they're looking uh, Labour's broadband to give you I can't remember what it was, but low speed broadband because it's a necessity almost. And I think when you close libraries and places to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can't just sit in coffee shops like we are and get onto their Wi-Fi yeah. all the time. Um, having somewhere where you can apply for universal credit, you can apply for jobs without having to go to the job centre because they're closing or closed or difficult to get to. Yeah. And you can access a whole heap, whole heap of things. I think giving broadband that you can't stream on, you know, you can't do X, Y and Z things on, but as a necessity so you can then get yourself a job or you can apply for universal credit I think that's we're moving in a way where it's almost a necessity mm -hmm. and I think by the end of this decade the next decade so I can't believe we're at the end of a decade already yeah. but by the end of next decade I think it'll be a, an utmost in, uh, certainty that everyone will need access to the internet I get it. Yeah, I, I you can't go into you can't go to your bank because branches are closing all the time. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But the thing is, is that you know, I I need glasses. I have to pay for that. I need food. That I have to pay for. That. I, my my question is, you know, sort of where where does it end? So you don't have where, to pay for glasses though if you are on a certain if you are under a, if you if you tick certain things, right? If you're a child, yeah. No, if you're NH, you get NHS prescription fruits. Yeah, and you get NH, yeah NHS uh, you get free eye tests. If you work in an office, office might pay for them. Oh, I did. Can, I did when I was at the council. But yeah, yeah, you can get government. Uh, there are people that are eligible for free glasses, free tests. Yeah. So I, you know, I wouldn't use the free broadband because I want to watch uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. But actually, as someone that I know that might just could barely afford their uh, internet subscription, but need to apply for universal credit, or need to. Uh, 
book an eye test yeah. or you know, sort out their bank, banking, I think it's just become such a fundamental necessity. I mean, the internet's pretty cheap and it's getting cheaper. So, you know, you can get some that are already sort of like £15 a month or something. Yeah, but so. for £15 a month, that's some people's choice between eating dinner every night for a, a week versus having broadband. down to choices of where you put your money though, isn't it really? Yeah, but you yeah. could nationalise everything by that by that logic. Oh well I'm yeah, well not I I think services that are essential, mm-hmm. I think there's a big call for nationalisation. Mm-hmm. Personally, um, you know, Royal Mail, I'm not that I'm not passionate either way. Um, it's not been run very well privately. Is all. it not? Uh, um, so it's been broken up and all things are selling and they're not treating their staff particularly well. Mm-hmm. If the staff that I talked to and the staff that are trying to go on strike, yeah. they've got beef with their pensions uh, because obviously it was set one way and now it's been changed. Yeah. Um, they're making them do extra, do extra miles. I don't know the merits of that, yeah. but on the outside it doesn't look like it's been run particularly well and I'm all for any person delivering what they do for Amazon or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about uh, nationalisation of the raw mail. But I think nationalisation of en- the energy in this country is ridiculously expensive. Uh, what people pay for their electric and gas is the difference between letting your children go to bed in clothes or turning the heat on. Uh, it needs to be more affordable and whether that's... Uh, renationalise or not is up for debate I suppose yeah. but I, I so passionately believe that the way you judge the success of a society is how you treat its poorest and I just personally feel that over the last nine years they've not been treated too well mm. uh, it's a personal opinion Yeah. Uh, so take that with huge heaps of salt but that's kind of how no, no, no. That's I, how think I, that's, I think that's a fair way of yeah and the last opinion. one last one's a bit of a fun one go on you would never guess which party this comes from Legalising cannabis. Lib Dems, yeah, if you're Dems, unsure. Yes, I was just about to say Lib Dems, yeah. yeah. Uh, the idea behind it is that it tries to take it away from gangs. Mm. Britain has a gang uh, issue. Some might say problem. Some might say it's, it's a thing. There are gangs yes. in this country that do control drugs. Yeah. Lib Dems are thinking if they legalise it and sell it, yeah. Uh, then you take away a lot of gang revenue. Yeah. I get that. I do get that actually. Uh, my question on that is, when would you? Where would you stop? In terms of drug legalisation in general. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> ironically, yeah. cannabis being the gateway drug, <laughs> would it term? Is that the gateway of them? You know, where do you stop with hard drugs? Yes. Why? Because gangs don't go away because you take away selling cash or cannabis or whatever. Yeah. They're gonna yeah. sell. They're gonna do other stuff, right? Yeah, see, this, this is a really tricky one because I, I, I've kind of turned around on this because I think that I'm for it. And the reason why is, is because um, the places that seem to have legalised it, it seems to be having a kind of an effect that they were expecting. To. It does, it seems it? to be yeah. kind of working. And I, I, I'm not a cannabis smoker. Um, do I believe that smoking cannabis is moral, personally? Probably not. However, as someone who is a libertarian, just because I don't agree with something doesn't mean that I think the government should come in and legislate against it. I think that's a typical kind of yeah. sort of liberal attitude towards things. You know, I mean, what's interesting about the manifestos that we've been reading is that they don't really touch on social issues that much. It's more kind of economic. It is, issues. and I think that's probably just because in America, the time they, where we are at the moment. Yes, that's right. Yeah, in America, you know, these things are so split down the line. You know, 
know, if you're a Republican, you're pro-life. If you're a Democrat, you're pro-choice. You know, like these things yeah. are so split. There's so Which, many of them on personal issues. You know, again, another so, possibly another episode is looking yes. at uh, the differences between US and UK. Yes. But I would yeah. like to say that I do like that some of these social uh, choices straddle parties, mm. and that you can be a libertarian. Mm who might like some Labour policy, might like some Lib Dem policy or yeah. whatever. Or you can be like the majority of everyone in the UK in the middle and go which way based on just a few things. Yeah. Where yeah. in America it's so polarised and yes. the split is, I don't know if you get many floating voters that switch over for things like this, but I would say if you're pro-choice, for someone like me, it'd be really hard to tick a Republican box mm. because that's so fundamental that kind of thing mm -hmm. but I'm glad and I think we should celebrate that the UK has diversity and you can yeah. spread yourself there's, there's plenty of pro-life Labour voters there's plenty of pro-choice Conservative voters there seems to be kind of yeah. all, all over the place and I think that's I, I think that if we had an election where these things were very high it would be quite a problem because they would probably find out that the parties are very split over these issues whether when it, when it comes to you know I mean Brexit, for example, the parties are quite defined on what they think. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. But the the actual question um, is about legalising cannabis. Legalize yeah. cannabis. Um, yeah. So I, my my general rule as as someone who leans more libertarian is that if it's not, I was just about to give the whole kind of the the sort of the the liberal proto, which is if it's not hurting anybody else or yourself, then um, then then go for it. Um, it does hurt yourself and other people, but then so does alcohol, so does cigarette smoking. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it, it's, it's a tricky thing, but I think I, I think that it's, I think it's better probably to legalise it. I feel they might have missed the boat on this. Mm. Um, that if you ask people on the street, mm. where would you rate legalising cannabis mm. on who you're going to vote for? Almost certainly, no one would give a toss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think most people would. Well, yeah. when I was when I was at school, I don't know if it was the same as you. It, was, it seemed like a really big issue. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was a massive issue. And yeah. now yeah. it seems like uh, who cares? I go through the streets of Bournemouth. Oh, I spend all I, the time. People, I'm just like, uh, people doing it. Yeah. You know, I had friends that got arrested, you know, for, for smoking wow. and carrying it when, when I when I was a kid and stuff. So, which like, I mean, technically is right. Yes. If yeah. you go by Under the law, the law by the letter of the law, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, where it's morally worth it. Yes. I don't know, but there is a gang problem in this country. And actually, interesting, there's a specific gang problem in Bournemouth. Uh, that's a whole different thought, how do we go about that and what do we do with it? But I suppose these are all these manifesto problem, uh, issues and topics talk into that big society. Yeah, yes. and what's the... They will make up that pyramid of what we want society to look like, yeah. I suppose. I would, I would add this note about it, that um, just because a load of other people are doing it doesn't mean that suddenly the government should, should now, now legalise it. I mean, you could, I mean, because that, that would be a very dangerous road to go down. I mean, let's say, for example, it became, you know, you know, just super normal in society for, you know, sexual assault to take place. Yeah, like, yeah. you wouldn't say, well, because well, it's happening, it. let's just make it okay. Yeah, like, sure. so, so I hope that that's not the motivation. I hope the motivation is like you know we've looked at all the figures and you know whether people should be able to choose what and they I want to do. I think there's a bit of tax revenue in there as well. But, you well, know, yeah, you absolutely. Could then, you know, sell it in boots. Yeah, you know, get tax on it. Uh, well, my sister lives in uh, Seattle. There's yeah. obviously lots of uh, cannabis shops, so I'm assuming they have a license. Is it legal in, in Washington? Yeah. So yeah. it's federal crime. 
but uh, state state A-OK. Yeah, because um, yeah. when I was living in the States, um, in California, they legalized it whilst I was out over there, which is uh, which is interesting. But it seems to be having an OK effect so far. Yeah, so, yeah. but um, obviously, yeah, they've got different strings, what's federal and what's state. But, yes, yeah. Um, I assume FK license trade, and I assume they pay tax. So I'm guessing the Lib Dems are going to look at the extra coffers. Yeah. Uh, not spelled coffers, C-O-U-G-H, but with money, money, money. Yes. Coffers, yeah. <laughs> that they can uh, take money on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, thanks for that. We've spoken loads more than I thought, so I'll probably do this in two parts. So, yeah. lucky listener, you're going to get two episodes. We're going to do a hustings episode. I'm going to record tomorrow and try and get out before the general election on Thursday because uh, Bournemouth West have hustings tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, a few personal things then. So you're going to vote Conservative? Yes. You're going to vote Conor Burns? Yes. Uh, you're born West, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm going to vote Labour. I'm going to vote David Stokes. David Stokes, that's right, yeah. Um, in a couple or three bullet points, yeah. why are you going to vote Conor Burns and Conservatives? Uh, so I want to um, get Brexit done. Um, Even though he knows it's not going to get done for years. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to, yes. I want to get on the way to, to get yep. Brexit done. Um, I want um, taxes to stay as they are, um, and I want um, government to be as out of private businesses as it possibly can. I think conservatives will uphold that, personally. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and for you? Yep, so feel free to rudely interrupt me like I did, I apologise. No, 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 that's fine, <laughs> go ahead. Um, my podcast, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I am tactically voting, mm-hmm. um, in that I think Labour have a better chance but still a slim chance, they've got a better chance of beating the Tories in Bournemouth West than any other party. Any party else. Yeah. So I would personally, and I am in my own time campaigning for people to tactically vote Labour. However, um, I think the people, now we know the facts, we need to have a, set, uh, a referendum on that just to make sure that Brexit is going the way people want it and to do the right thing. Um, me and Conor Burns have a bit of personal history that probably makes it be hard to vote for him. Okay. Um, not a personal as in, you know, anything like that. Nothing yeah. saucy. He punched you in the face. Nothing saucy. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Just on some points where I've written letters on his personal voting record. Yeah. So I'm one of those people that are going quite local. I don't like how Bournemouth and my road specifically, so let's take local politics really locally. Yeah. My road has changed a lot for the worse. Right. Um, and I apportioned some of that blame to government, not all of it, but I apportioned some of it, so that's taken a bit of a blow. Yeah. Uh, and for me, homelessness uh, plays into that part, uh, but the overall picture of austerity, uh, I really want to see it reversed. So they're my three reasons. Right. Listener, hopefully, if you were on the fence, uh, you've learned a lot. Uh, Hopefully, if you're not on the fence, you've learned a lot. Um, let me know at uh, Matters Politics on Twitter, uh, Local Politics Matters on Facebook. You can tweet me directly at JoshJK1. Um, get in touch with your views, who you're going to vote for, and most of all, just vote. Thank you very much. Speak soon. the end of part two which wraps up our special manifesto election review um did cock up a bit on pensions so i took that out there but essentially the three main parties are looking at keeping the triple lock for pensions um labor want to keep the retirement age at 66 and are looking at paying um compensation for the waspy women 
But hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you learned some. Uh, please, you've still got a couple of days to go and learn a little bit more. Drop us some questions at Matters Politics or at JoshJK1 on Twitter. More than happy to help. Um, and uh, speak to you soon. Thanks very much.